0: So, uh, hi Amelia, and I hope it is pronounced well. Is this Amelia? The
1: sí, Amelia.
0: Amelia, perfect. Mm-hmm. And the next, uh, the next mystery to me, uh, I found actually today that your last name is Blevins. Uh, how it should be, because on <laughs> on Twitter you are Arius or is it is it right?
1: Aidas Blevins.
0: So I have two last names. Ah, Adas. Okay. Okay,
1: Blevins.
0: Blevins is perfect. So Blevins would be wouldn't be any mystery from, uh, to me. And and why uh, why is mystery? Because I met you several times at uh, Tommy Booth, mm-hmm. and I always ask, you know, who is it?" Because uh, you are you no know, walking around. Oh, always you know in good mood. But I, I don't think you are. We were a coder, and I asked you about that last time. And you see, of course, you know, uh, I'm I'm a Blevins. I said, okay, now now I got you. So uh your <laughs> wife from, from David, so and everything was crystal clear. But uh you were a mystery to me for uh, I would say two years, and I always ask myself, you know, who is it actually? They're really um really nice. So, but before we you know a, Yeah, sorry? And
1: let me let me just correct something. I think I did tell you. It's just that I used to be a coder before David was a coder. I was writing code in ninety five. Yeah, you 95. told me
0: this. And therefore, and therefore, and therefore, I can ask you right now, what was your first computer?
1: Oh my gosh, it was a high school computer lab. I remember when they put the computers in 2000, uh, what 94, and we were we were required to to create emails, and at that time it was Yahoo, and it was just such a an incredible thing. So since I studied physics and math, it was just so easy to go into it. Because it's so, pure log- logic and fun.
0: So you studied uh, physics and, and math. Correct. Wow, I thought mm-hmm. you, you you started you know comp- uh, started uh, computer science, but uh, physics and math. I did. Wow.
1: I did. In Ecuador, it's not. I am from Ecuador, right, uh-huh. Adam? Yes. So it's not like in the United States or in Europe where you choose a major when you go after high school at 18. In Ecuador, most of the high schools are specialized. That means when you hit the middle of high school, you need to choose and decide that you want to be a doctor. That means you have to go to chemistry. And for three years, specialized lots on like hours and hours, like 10 hours and chemistry and biology and all these things. If you want to go into business, you take that road. And if you want to go into engineering, you take physics and math. And for three years, the only things you see are pretty much um, math, physics, logics, geometry, algorithm, everything you can imagine. So it's pretty nice. In the United States, you have so much flexibility to have a major or two majors and have what what we call it uh, optionals, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a totally different situation and it's pretty cool, but absolutely different in the structure. So this is why it's confusing for some people to know that I used to study computing engineering. And then when I moved to the States, I Changed it into finance and operations and global studies because it was just fun. And I didn't want both of us to do computers, like code
0: related. Yeah. So, so, you, so you studied computer science and math and physics.
1: Mm-hmm. But I didn't. This is in Ecuador. But in Ecuador, uh, I, when I moved here, I changed it into more the business side.
0: Yeah, but this is uh right. I mean then, then then you are a secret weapon because now you have the knowledge you know <laughs> about computer science, physics, math and business.
1: Yes. Well, wow. I don't call it a secret weapon. I said you see if you enjoy learning and you are flexible to adapt extremely fast and actually use what you are learning in you know, get others to to help you grow, I think that helps.
0: Yeah. Anything not else is boring, you know, it. without learning, it's just boredom. And then without learning, nothing makes sense, I would say.
1: Correct. And it's also super boring. These things, oh, I have my title. This doesn't mean anything if you're not actually creating value for the community or whatever you are doing, right?
0: Uh, do you have an happen. official t- uh, title, like, you know, uh, I don't know, doctor in math or something like this? No, yeah. no, no, no. That would be a
1: total PhD. We don't do that. Those kind of things. Okay. Different. Yeah. But yeah, you can see. Regular title.
0: Okay, regular title. Perfect. And um, mm-hmm. so, but your first computer was quite quite late. It was at high school. So before then, you had no interest in computers
1: because we didn't have computers. I come from a little town in Ecuador, yeah. northern Ecuador. So the computers that we see today uh, are so you are able to get them if you travel or if you someone orders them for you. Mm-hmm. But with the imports in Ecuador. It wouldn't be that easy to get a computer that is fast Mm -hmm. without having to pay 80% of it. So in '94, '95, that that is a luxury that pretty much only the government had. So we had the regular computers, not computers, but actually big machines in the at the labs, and it was just great.
0: Okay. So now, Mm -hmm. why you got interested in math, physics, and computers without having actual computers? So this is even even more interesting. So wh- why why math and physics, and why not something else? so:
1: Because math is just I like logic, and before I went into computers to study computer engineering, I just loved math, math and physics. just easy. It's like your know, math never lies. It's pure logic. Algorithms yes. never lie. It's just so simple.:
0: Okay, it depends on the teacher, what? I would say. So, uh, well, I, that
1: too. Yeah. I had great teachers yeah. in high school. So,
0: yeah, this was yeah. perfect. So, uh, for me, it was like different. I really liked computer and didn't like math because probably of the teachers. And, uh, but <laughs> one, one time as a kid, mm-hmm. I wanted to be an astronaut, you know, and someone told me, if you really would like to be an astronaut, you will have to to learn math. It's like, no way. Really? Yes. Yeah, no. then I started to learn math and it was fun. But this was actually my road to math a little bit. And, um, Yeah, this is actually a great story. So you had great teachers who were interested in math and and physics, I guess. And why physics? Yes. Mm -hmm. Why physics?
1: uh, Because you needed both.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So it's so specialized that for three years, it was only 12 of us, four girls and eight guys. And the same people for the entire time with the same teachers. And it's just pretty hardcore dedicated. One to 6 p.m., and it's just like, that's one of the, the coolest things about the system when you are in high school and you have the last three years, you choose. So then when you go into whatever you want to do, like engineering or architecture or be a civil engineer, you are already equipped to handle a uh, 12 days, school, or you name it. Because most of us in Ecuador, it's very hard to work and study when you are in at the university because the classes take you the entire day. Okay. It's not like in the United States. Where you can have a day that you don't have any class because it's selective. You can, you, you can choose for different, from different classes. And it's just so flexible. Most people in the United States work through college. That is super rare. It is now becoming a bit better in Ecuador, but most of the Ecuadorian population that goes into college only gets to work regularly after college. Other than that, we call it like inter, inter, uh, what is it called? Like summer classes. Yeah. And sometimes you are required to take summer classes if your grades were not optimal, to seven or eight.
0: Mm-hmm. And you had some summer classes. No, I didn't. <laughs> Very good. So and you I'm said there were four four girls and and eight boys. You said uh, eight yes. guys. And, mm-hmm. and and who was better, the girls or or, or guys? Let's tell. Actually,
1: we elevated each other.
0: Cool. To, it, yeah. There was
1: no time to be lazy. You will be. Secrets, quizzes, pieces, mm-hmm. just yeah. It was pretty out there.
0: So, what was the coolest, you know, thing in physics you did, or in math,
1: oh
0: or, or you, you heard about this, or I, exercise? Yeah, well, I'm well, just because curious it, because you are so excited about math and physics. So, what's behind, you know, so what you did was most or an experiment or whatever you fascinated you with math or physics. So, what was it?
1: Well, Adam. You, you were talking about one contingent in three years, and that doesn't work. What we did as a group, projects, mm-hmm. that counts. Yeah. And today, it's been more than 20 years, like 23 years. I couldn't tell you. I wish my, I, I wish I'd known this was just about classes in Ecuador, and I would have invited one of my best friends, Tatiana, who she just works right now for a media and that supports.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: what we talk about is, so... We want to know about energy. We want to know about this. Why that? Do you see you need to be working and understanding how electricity goes? Do you see this might not be related to physics or math to some people, but we apply it. Okay. Like we, we used to apply it to actual issues within our city, our, even the country. So what, this is the new issue. How do we fix it in using mm-hmm. what? So it was very peculiar to that time. So it's impossible what, for me to be in part yeah one. yeah
0: no what, what i'm what I'm talking about as a as a kid, I was uh completely fascinated in math by by simple things like how it is possible that the numbers are endless for instance, or mm-hmm. uh why it is impossible to travel no travel faster than light, so this is what was oh for gosh. me as a kid like you know it is impossible, so how it's possible i mean it, it should be possible, so this is. What motivated me a little bit, you know, to learn a little bit physics and math. So this was the question, actually. What motivated you? Oh, yeah, you?
1: velocity. Oh, I like applying the formulas and understanding Y, X. Okay. Right? Beyond getting the solution, Y, X. And mm-hmm. that is one of the most fascinating things about physics. That the, the formulas can be applied. And if you are able to understand the why. It doesn't really even matter if you got the wrong the wrong um, solution. You will get to it after you continue to try it because now you understand the main issue, right? Okay. It's like non memorization. What I like about math and physics, to tell you the truth, you don't have to memorize. If you understand the why, even the formula will be just there. Okay. And you.
0: Can't. So, so s- that is similar to software somehow, right? So you don't have you know yes. to know about the frameworks. So you have to know about the principles. So then it's easier. To
1: yes. Know. Yes, I think that is one of the things, one of the most amazing coders, like, like you, like you, you are understanding what is the principle? What is the value? Is this, can I, will this be sustainable beyond myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, not only to the client, but that is the user, but other coders, right? So -hmm. you need to be, you're thinking about, I think about sustainability, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that physics and math are extremely well defined into the flexible, Because it goes by the the person that is applying them. Mm -hmm. But if they understand the why, it's just so much fun and fascinating. Like geophysics is so fun. I remember when I moved here and I decided, oh, I want to go into business and economics. And then for fun, most people would take theater and I take geophysics and (laughs) calculus. And just for fun, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly.
0: Calculus. This is actually, someone said that uh, in math, you know, before calculus, the invention of calculus, it was like you know uh, stone age, and after calculus was the <laughs> new age. And uh, the calculus is actually like you know there is then if you get calculus, this is a completely new math level. You like calculus yeah. in 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 integrals or not that?
1: I love integrals too. Calculus and integrals are like two beasts, same animal. Okay. I love it.
0: But uh, oh, for yeah. me, calculus—I I knew a little bit about computers—and I think calculus makes only sense if you have computer, right? Because it is approximation. So you need some. For me, it was crazy to think that actually a human can, you know, can uh, can um, solve a calculus. Calculus. Uh, it should be a machine because uh, machines are very good in approximation. Lots of so this is what I thought about calculus. I'd, I didn't like them a lot. Uh, it was for me mm-hmm. more a tool, you know, for computers and because a
1: necessity,
0: beca- necessity. Yes. Yeah. Oh, very good. So now, no, leave math. Otherwise, we don't get to the to the real topics. So um, you started. So you had physics and math, and then then computer science, or were both at once? So uh, yeah, first mm-hmm. math and
1: physics. Then I went into computer engineering, okay. and when I moved to the states, I went into finance and economics
0: and yeah. business. What did you do with computer engineering? So you remember that? Which programming languages you wrote, and what was it?
1: C, C, C It was very, very cut and dry. It's not like what now we have micro and we have you know open source. To tell you the truth, at that time we didn't even know what open source was because it was not created clearly. Yeah. You know, Apache yeah. is celebrating 20 years. Yeah. So we pretty much are from that era.
0: Yeah, this is also tr- true for me. And for me, it was also C uh, and uh, even one crazy professor with Fortran, which was completely outdated. And we had to use, you know, Fortran neck. Probably, <laughs> you know, even that. You know, the neck, the terrible neck, the numerical library in Fortran. It was no. like if you pass something in C, uh, I remember one. So, it, if there was a parameter array of numbers, you from you pass this from C to Fortran, Fortran got it in reverse order, and uh, you had to knew this, know this. But the professor never told us this, and this was like you know you pass something and you got incredible stuff back. So no one knew what's going on, and there was like what is going on, and all stupid stuff. And this was the Fortran <laughs> with NAG, and this was like numerical something library. So um yeah, you shouldn't look at this. This is like you know, if you like I, math, don't look at the knock stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I get it. Seriously, well, if anyone, if anyone is serious about math and physics and all these things, they can buy the Godel Fisher Bash. I call it Golden Braid book. It's amazing. It's like plus seven hundred pages.
0: You have to you send me the link it. to the show notes. What's the name of the book?
1: It is called. An eternal golden braid. Okay. And I will send you the link. I love it Very so good. much. So, mm-hmm. yes. And you have never been able to read it all. You open it and you just go through it. It's just impossible to to have um, one page and just be there. It's
0: a okay. cool book. I'll send okay. it to you. Yeah, private. Cool. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, so you, you uh, and you uh, learn Java or you stop with C and C? Yeah, I
1: start there. Okay. That was like when I was moving so I was I stopped there.
0: Yeah, and and now the uh, the interesting part. So then you met uh the great David Blevins from Tommy, the uh the creator of Tommy and what you told me, so we we should keep this private, but uh you were the coder <laughs> back then, but uh, yes. David was the businessman and then it then you swapped the roles, mm-hmm. right?
1: So no, David was studying psychology.
0: Ah, psychology, okay.
1: Psychology, right? And I was studying computer engineering. Okay, and he was twenty. I was eighteen. What do you do when you are so young? You study, yeah, you travel, yeah, and then a few years later, he moved from uh psychology into computers, okay, and the rest is history, okay. It's just fun, but that is another call with him because i don't I don't speak for anyone else, right, but yeah. it's just fascinating because not many of us talk about what we do as Oh, you're only a contributor or a coder, but what did you do before? Like, for instance, Mark Heckler a few weeks ago had this thing. Tell me three things I didn't know about you in one blog, very short. And it's just so nice that you are able to say or someone else can say, ah, I used to do X, things that you might not even know about the individual. I think we need to do more of that so that it's not only the link to the professional, but also the person, because we're not limited to just be the professional. There are hobbies and there are things that we used to do or we continue to do and we continue to 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 choose to not drop out of our lives. Yeah, that is what makes us work with humans and understand each other a little bit better. There is this component of I understand because X, right? But even the because doesn't work. You know the person is a good person and maybe there are some affinities that you two have together. I think that simplicity brings us
0: closer yes and um what uh why i'm actually asking my guests uh, how they started programming because i was really curious because there are lots of great you know talents out there how they started are there similarities out there what motivated them and they're complete different stories. so this is what i find interesting also you know how they started and to understand better from from where they are coming but um I, w- yes. I also invited David, but he didn't have any time. So I will try it again in one point of time. And uh, I will ask him the question you know, how he started programming. Let's see whether he will lie and say, you know, I started with four mm-hmm. years, or will we say, OK, um, after you know, Amelia uh, told me, I started programming with 21. So let's see what happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, you know what? I will never tell someone you need to do X for your life. Do you see? You need to own your life because you are the one to live it. So, yes, he chose it because he wanted to, because he's very practical, too, and he's persistent. He never gives up. If he believes something is worth it, he will go through it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He loves learning, so this is why. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's
1: funny how you say it.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, for the for the audience, until uh, David come to AirHacks yeah, FM, uh, David is actually the uh, creator of Open EGB and then Tommy, and Open EGB is well-known, and Tommy as well. Very good. Yeah. Now,
1: he uh, entered You're talking, he and Richard um, co-founded the project in 1999, in December 99. If you missed one of the blogs that he went through, Why Tommy and the history that we run, you know, Apache Tommy for the holidays, then it was just like an introduction of a little bit of the past. Because we cannot, you know, he cannot assume that everyone knows Open EJV. And it's not just him. It was also Richard. And then they worked on it and it's just so much fun. That that is definitely a call uh with him. It's just yes. fascinating history.
0: Yes. So, and now um about you. Because uh yeah, you are a dangerous person, so uh you all oh, try you know, a, a very very direct. You say you try to resolve yes. the things directly, what I really appreciate. And uh now you are uh What's actually your role at Tommy Tribe? So you are
1: I am the co-founder and in- Operations.
0: Okay, operations co-founder. And
1: because- the chief of, 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 in operations. So what 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 we do is we have Estomie Tribe is about six years old, and we co-found. I co-founded. David is the founder. And what, what he will ask, well, he, if if he was asked, what is his title? He gets copy for everyone. And if I am asked, what do I do? I make sure that SemiTribe continues to run globally. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: Okay, perfect. I,
1: I do not like this thing about titles because we do more than the title itself. If you're so close to thinking, my title doesn't require me to do X, then you have missed the mark.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, uh, people ask me, I you know not from IT, but you know uh, neighbors or wh- whoever, uh, what do you, uh, who is not from IT, or um, what are you are doing I cannot even explain, so i say, okay, I'm a programmer okay then then you no know, if you say you are a programmer, there are no no questions left, so then then I'm left yes. alone so this is the best possible uh, not developer, no nothing, just I'm a programmer, Then it's okay, Leave him alone, no boring guy <laughs> and then and <laughs> no, then you can enjoy <laughs> you, you can enjoy the silence you know um but uh, so yes. so this, the titles are stupid uh, to, to tell you a story in a German company, it was nineteen ninety five it was very early java developers mm-hmm. uh, went to a two hours meeting and the uh, topic of the meeting is whether on the business cards, there should be a Java programmer or Java developer because there is a difference. So what they are, whether they are programmers or developers, just imagine that. So there was at least two hours meeting discussing what should be on the business card. Nice, right? Some, two hours. Something, some, something for, for you, <laughs> such a meeting.
1: <laughs> Whoa, no, that. You already know what I was
0: say. Yeah, Is yeah, this- yeah. You, you would be probably a little bit louder, but um, <laughs> and and another, yes. uh, an- another uh, a true story. There were like how to call it uh, strategic consultants for you know uh, uh, serious guys, and they completely ignored me. And, I, and there was a, there was like 1997, and I had you know some we had some production issues, and I wanted to say something, but they were nice, but they completely ignored me. And and someone told me. They they have internal uh, internal strategy or internal advice not to talk with juniors. And on my business card, there was nothing. This was just my name. And I say, oh. okay. And what I did, because I was always freelancer, I reprinted my business card and wrote, you know, enterprise, senior, whatever, Adam Bean. And I just redistributed the very first time my business card. And the next day, they were, you know, like complete different persons. So, hey, Adam and... <laughs> What's your opinion? And then I told them my opinion and the project, and we were more productive. So this was... uh... That
1: is amazing. You adapted. You adapted, you learned, you adapted, and you influenced.
0: Yeah, but this is fun. For me, it's fun to observe large companies, you know? So this is like uh, incredible. Yeah. Yes. But cool.
1: Large companies are trying to operate more as medium and smaller because then they can change faster,
0: yeah this right? is why something like tommy tribes can still kick ass, and you should be very you know very cautious not to grow. This is why I'm a little bit extreme well, I'm alone but yeah. but, but, but <laughs> yeah, but, we did. yeah mm-hmm. but you should be no not to grow what I observe whatever grows, it dies. this is my personal observation.
1: oh come on, we have trees that are covering entire um what is it called entire blocks, and they are beautiful hundreds of years of we're talking about right or healthy growth. Yes. That means that you grow with clients yeah. and you grow and with partners and you grow with working with your peers and there are so many layers. It's not one or the other. And we need to be super careful and growth is wrong. I don't believe in that. I just believe that growing so fast do ha- does have uh, negative things that we need to watch for, and growing with our plan also has issues. But we can never self-face, uh, like uh, protect the future. We can only account for A, B, and C, whatever we think might happen or not, and then continue to observe because we're not alone. We're not just one molecule, right? Yes. We are a part of an ecosystem, and that is what makes the community of Java or in IT as a whole fascinating. And if we... Talking about open source, that is one of the reasons why we're talking today with you. I'm talking with you today is because it's just a fascinating ecosystem that we are part of. Yeah, which is so
0: great. Now back to Tommy Tribe. So, what Tommy Tribe is, it provides, it started at least to provide commercial support around Tommy, right?
1: Tommy, Uh, ActiveMQ, and Tomcat.
0: Yeah, but at the beginning was just Tommy, I'd say, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now you have uh, ActiveMQ, mm -hmm. Tomcat, and Tommy. So w- w- what mm-hmm. it means is similar to Payara and GlassFish, right? So like Payara has commercial support for, for GlassFish, or Payara, and you have the commercial support for Tommy. So similar relation, right? Yes. Very good.
1: Yes, we are so, we're, uh, we I call those uh, support companies, right? Not only are we creating the in collaborating in the creation of the code, if it it's open source, because we also have proprietary software, but if we're consuming open source. That means we are also contributing to it directly. This is why we, we go and share and participate and are part of those communities because it matters. I believe that as users and creators, we're fully responsible because open source as a whole is not protective itself. You, you see, it's protected by those ones that use it. And those ones that created, it. it's an ecosystem. So it's just a different thing. As a company that is uh, provide that provides um, enterprise support, we want to make sure that our clients trust us. This is why we have partnered with Sonatype. So we we run CVEs and do all these things that happen to to match each layer of the code when it gets released, so that before, as soon as the bug goes live. We are notified what working on the fixes so our clients can have that mm-hmm. even before a fix by the community gets it. Okay. Right? So it's just fascinating.
0: So, yeah, but okay, that, let's talk about open source. So for me, open source is uh, not a business model. So open source is just open source. So if I have written yes. so- software, so I can decide I would like, you know, to put it to the open, it's can kind have of different reasons. Uh one reason is uh the, so I mean the most common reason is like uh, larger companies, you know, this this was a few years back. They open sourced what was not their core business, and uh, what you get out of that is uh, you don't have to pay too much for uh, maintenance because the the community, is the hope, will fix the issues if this is popular. So this would be the one. There are some strategic open sources, you know, like uh, to try to control the market. I would say this mm-hmm. is uh, like uh, Android, for instance. And uh, and uh, a little bit Kubernetes, uh, um, and of course hiring, right? So what this is what Netflix did. They open source as much as possible in the hope that developers will learn outside and just comes a skilled developers back back to the company. And uh, what what happened recently in the last few years is like open source is a business model, where open source was misused as had to get some venture capital. And this mm-hmm. is pretty dangerous because, uh, I mean, this usually doesn't work. And then everyone is disappointed. So f- for me, open source is fascinated, but it's less, I would say, it is not a business model. It's just, you it's know. Not. It, it's it, not
1: a business model. Let's do an example. And you're correct. We need to be careful um, with how we define open source. And you have done it correctly. You said, you see, you're a coder, you're a user, but you are not concerned with, Y and X, why should you, right? You are just, you have the responsibility to protect it and what you commit to be healthy, correct? Let's talk about Apache Software Foundation, right? Like this is the perfect example about a 20-year foundation where, this is fascinating, they have more than 7,000 committers plus 350 projects. The 350 plus projects are self-managed under the Apache Way and everything happens in the forum, and it's open, and they have this mod- model that is community over code, which is one of the most important things in a 20-year history. The tracing is superb because Apache contributors and committers believe that should the code get decommissioned or something happened and they have to stop using it, they can create it. a strong community within the projects. They can create whatever they want because they are healthy and they bring, you know, if the community has 50 committers or 50 contributors, uh, let's just use contributors. Then this committee, this, com- this commit, this ecosystem of contributors will survive whatever is thrown at them because we cannot know what is going to happen in five months or one year, right? It's just code and bugs and so many hackings things happening, but this community can do it. Apache is celebrating the 20 years this year, actually, and then we have the Apache Las Vegas that is happening just before code one, San Francisco. And it's so exciting because they founded founded by, by 21 people in 1999, I believe. Look at this. It's not about these 21 people, individuals. It is about what they believed it should be. There are no companies. That own the IPs. There are no layers of memberships. Each one of those contributors or committers has a power to contribute and influence. And this is not branded by who they work with, but by themselves. It's like the signature is whatever they do to contribute, right? It's just an incredible model. And yes. we should-
0: but the it. M- most, uh, mm-hmm. I would say, the most uh, or the 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 modern projects, Apache, the the recent one, like uh, data science and so forth, they are usually sponsored by companies. So the developers are working full time from from a company, and then you know, try. You no, know, there are lots of competing projects. So there's a lots of politics going on, I suppose. Like you know, Apache Kafka, and there is a new one called Apache Pulsar, which is even a little bit more interesting. But they are complete different companies, you know. Uh, spon- yes sponsoring the, the the developers so what i what I want to say um what's really interesting is uh, in open source what happens if the sponsor sponsorship you know, goes away so if this project still sustains this is interesting so it means uh like you no know, developers from all over the world contributing a patch and because there are so many contributors, the project still moves forward you know
1: correct and I think sponsorship is welcomed, but having a project survived only by the one vendor is not optimal. And that is what differentiates Apache from many, many, many other solutions because they, make, they wanna make sure that the individuals, you know, in the contributions last forever and that no matter who you work for, you are important and you have as equal value as anyone else that comes from a little, big, middle or large corporation or company. Right, so there are like it's just a level of social responsibility by everyone that is part of the ecosystem it's, you know they in twenty years apache has like the contributors have sent more than one billion lines of code, and thus that code has become plus three million of commits, and that cannot be done just by a few people right mm-hmm. there are no i p owners it's just a, it's the, the stats do not lie, and it's just fun and you meet an Apache committer or contributor, and as anyone else, you see they work, they, they also contribute to Eclipse, they also contribute to Linux, they actually these people, most of them are from multiple communities and at the core they are continue to be the same, because that is what they believe in, we believe in that kind of thing so it's just fascinating it it, 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 it progresses, it breaks into other ecosystems, is what I mean
0: yeah, for, for me it's uh, less fascinating it's more pragmatic you know so mm-hmm. for, for for instance uh today i found a uh i don't know probably even a bug and i thought you know should i create a um, issue or should i fix the bug so if um and this was like because you know created issue is 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 painful actually so you have to write the context you have to write a lot and uh it's a more fun you know just to fix the issue and contribute you know the pull request Even it's not taken, so you actually you did you learned actually at least something, you know. Just writing, you know, around the issue is uh, for me at least um, boring, and I don't learn anything new. But you know, (laughs) contributing code is is more fun. So for this, I would contribute some code and say, okay, at least I learned something. And this uh, will, of of course, you know, move the company company forward. And uh, and uh, um, Apache aside, because Apache is a little bit too big, but uh, Tommy is interesting or Tommy tribe. For instance, if Mm -hmm. I if I would use Tommy, if I use uh, Tommy in a few projects, I always told the client, you know, before you hire me for to fix the, you know, you have some problems in production, you should actually hire the Tommy guys, or I uh, I say it very often uh, about Payara guys, and actually uh, uh, for uh, for Glassfish, I was also I um I suggested uh, to to buy um. Glass-free support at Sun Microsystems back then, because if you write the code, you know you, 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 you know the code really well and uh, you can provide the best possible support. so actually, it's a money-saving procedure and uh, mm-hmm. in, in the case of, of Tommy or Pyara, a smaller company, in Apache it's a different because if the, you know, the HTtp let's say the, the, the HTTP D, the and where everything started with the Apache, so the server is that big. I would say to buy support from, from a company, yeah, well, IBM sold support, is, but um, it is like, you know, it is too major probably. So it is because it's a part like yeah. a, like an operating system, you know? This is more or less like, yes. uh, this is the larger companies would buy, you know, the support for HTTPD or for Linux, for instance. And uh, something like Tommy Tribe is, uh, or Tommy is even more interesting, you know, for, for startups, even, because um, I would say, for me, it, it is very simple. E- either you have money or you have time. So if you have time, mm-hmm. y- you don't need a support. In one point, uh, point in your career, you will get money, and then you can save time just by buying support. So this is this. And, and, and if your company cannot decide, you know, they would like to save time without money, this is what doesn't work.
1: Mm-hmm. I understand. You see, thank you so much for saying, hey, you should check out um, Tommy Drive or Prayara. As before I fix this. And this is an interesting um, philosophy that you have. And I know that makes you super strong because we do provide the support for Apache Tommy. And one of the things that I do want to correct here is that Apache Tommy is one of the 300 and something projects in Apache. One of the coolest things about Tommy is that it has nine components, and the nine components are nine projects that are Apache projects. Right, It's like, I am saying projects, projects, but it's because it's so fascinating, the project itself. It has nine, it's made out of nine different projects within Apache. Look at the level of ecosystems. For a contributor, someone wants to contribute into Apache and is looking for something that, a project that will provide the quickest form of learning, say coder, designer, you name it. You need to make sure what are the components, right? And then we go into how many releases. Tommy has 29 releases, Mm -hmm. right? So if you check into the gets, and then that means today the, the community is about close to 90 contributors and there are contributors that are translating the code into not English, but translated it into Portuguese, Spanish, and this community is global, right? Because they feel that they are not only learning as users and developers, But also they want their communities to be able to contribute as users and developers. And I believe that kind of of mentality is helpful, right? You say, because you are a business coder, you say, before I go into this, have you checked into this company? Because maybe you can have support and it will be cheaper than me charging you the daily rate and this will take me six months. Because I imagine you do a proof of concept before you jump into a project and that will take... A and B, you need to decide which clients that you go to, and is this feasible because you have the time, right? You you control. You have to be ruthless with your time, and that is one of the things that makes you the coolest, Adam, right? <laughs> <No. to> think-
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, but uh, what also is the case? Separation of concerns, you know. If I yes. if before I fix, you know, something uh, on my client side and Tommy, and actually create a fork of a official you know source code this is actually more damage to my client because then they will have you know to maintain their fix but if i contribute back you know the fix to you there will, there is no fork so uh, the client gets you know more support for free and if you help the client you are going to be faster Gives the client no better impression, and I could do, you know, the more exciting stuff for me. So this is like, you know, a little <laughs> bit, se- a little bit selfish, I would say. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's but it's uh, but when you say you, you mean the project itself, right? Because yeah. Tommy Tribe doesn't own Tommy, right? We support it and we 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 add to it. We are one of the contributors, right? And that means that is what makes it super fascinating, right? Like we're talking yeah. about.
0: But I, I don't know whether you know the story. Probably, yes. Uh, uh, David Blevins and Dan Allen, Mojave Linux, on, on Twitter. You know Dan Allen? Of course. Yeah.
1: Of course. You're yeah. so suspect, right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And we met, I think it was the either the year before Oracle bought Sun, or it was this year, but it was in Moscone in the basement. And we had a chat about future of Java E5 or 6. I cannot even remember. And uh, David said, okay, uh, Apache is great. We have already OpenEGB, and we have Tomcat, and we can compose, you know, whatever, like, and then uh, and and me, we, we try and know, it's like, hey, David, but you know, no one knows that you can compose applications server from Opo- OpenEGB and everything else. And then I remember that David started TomTom and mm-hmm. the TomTom thing uh, was uh, the the name was a little bit dangerous because of the company, and uh, then was Tommy, which was actually a perfect name. And uh, for me, it's like you know the David is the creator of Tommy, regardless from which you know he had the idea and he executed the idea. This for for sure. And whether the project is on Apache or not, I I, I don't really care. It's just the same like you know for me. Sun yes, Microsystems. Sun Microsystems created Java. And whether this Open JDK, JDK is now you know open source or not, for me still you know Sun it was behind Java, and uh, now a little bit Oracle. So uh, if I would buy support you know for Open JDK, I will ask first Oracle if they if the engineers are actually still at Oracle, but <laughs> let's say yes. that they, they, they are at Oracle, I will go first to Oracle because they are the source uh, which who. The company behind, you know, uh, JDK. So I will ask Oracle first, and then the other companies. Right? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, I I don't know. You're correct about this, and that is, you you see, because we're talking about individuals and communities and how something happens, and you know the history, right? But it's all under an umbrella. What you talk about, it could have ended maybe I do not know where else, but it ended up in Apache, and I think. The individual to choose, Hey, this is kind of cool. Let's do it. And then you brainstorm. Right now we have like unconferences where these kind of ideas get to be brainstormed in a safe, confidential form. And then they get executed. And it's just so fun. You were just, you guys were just one of the earliest to do the unconference with beer at hand. You know, like a beer cures everything when you're so exhausted and then you're talking and it's, you don't have your computer open. You're saying, Hey, how about X? And it's so fun. I think that was like what 2000? One two thousand and three? No, it was later.
0: Like it. I think it was two thousand eight, nine, something like this, around this.
1: You know, and this is fun. Let's go into Sun and let's go into the JCP, who is also celebrating twenty years anniversary right now, and we will have the twenty years anniversary party at Oracle Code One. Mm-hmm. And you said something super nice. You said you correlate Java to Sun as the creators. And yes. that is correct. No one can say no to that. Right? Yeah. So then can we go into this and we can say, you know, Sun created the JCP and that is the Java community process for anyone here who will not know what the JCP means. And then that was the solution for Sun to to welcome anyone else that was not a Sun employer to create things in the name Java name and... New APIs inside the Java and Java X today, right? Like, yes, that is exactly so. We have 20 years plus on this, and not many people realize the amount of work that the JCP has put forth. You see, like David, I think did a blog two years ago, and it was how many JSRs have been submitted. Yeah, and do you know the exact number, Adam?
0: Uh, exactly, and nor, but I th- suspect. 300 or something like this.
1: Okay, so I can tell you this because I remember the blog. That is one of the things about reading. You remember things? So let me help you here because it's fascinating. So we have 410 JSRs have been submitted. Mm-hmm. And of those, about 130 plus were rejected by the JCPEC committee or because they were withdrawn by the expect leads or something didn't work. Mm-hmm. So then we're talking about about 250 JSRs that throughout the world have about 500 to 900, contr- you know, you call it experts in the industry, right? I call them contributors. Mm-hmm. And w- one of the most amazing things about this 20-year history is that right now, through Eclipse, we are working on getting those 59 IP owners that are responsible for the last 20 years to transfer. Their IPs. So I imagine you already got something from, you know, from Eclipse. Yes. That is contribute and that is part. When we have that document going through, I think, you know, most contributors and companies are getting the the data, but there is no, uh, there is no history behind it. And I'm just saying there are 250 some JSRs and there are thousands, thousands of Owners world, not thousands. I mean, that there are thousands of lines of code on throughout the world. Yeah. Only by 59 different IP owners. Yeah. Only 59. That's it. That's the number.
0: Uh, by the way, I had also a JCP, JSR, which I had to with- withdrawn in 2002. So you remember me about that. So this yeah. was the client-side container in 2002. I submitted one. But had to uh, withdraw it because of political things. But uh, for me, JCP is a great success, and uh, I was able, you know, to sell Java to a lot of companies just because of JCP and JSR. I think mm-hmm. be- because you know, without JCP, there would be no stable documentation starting with it. So JCP, you were forced, you know, to 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 have a PDF, which was the spec, the TCK, which was the test container. And the reference implementation and this was a superb idea back back then, because you could yes. rely that to all apis you get you know a PDF with the documentation because all other frameworks and libraries there was nothing documented, so this could be a feature it could be a bug, but with java it, yes. it was it was not perfect but it's it was at eighty percent at least it was documented, which was mm-hmm. great for me I also completely you know um Use that for 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 my learning experience because I just read the PDFs, you know, not everything, but you know, just to understand what's going on. And I knew exactly when something breaks. And in the PDF, you know, I can prove the point. The vendors had to fix their their implementation because it was not, you know, it was not compliant with the PDF. So for me, it was a huge time saver in evaluations. I evaluated lots of application servers. I hey, look, vendor this is the pdf and you behave differently fix that and without pdf it yes. would be mission impossible it was like just you know just uh, talking without any any result so for me jcp a uh, really great success and uh, I, I heard a lot of uh, you know criticism about jcp i, I cannot get it because um, yeah, there, there was actually no downside except of course Sunhead was not you know how to call it at the end they were not very c- clear or not to um they had to, to 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 open source more or to make more open, which happened at the Oracle time actually. But yeah, this was the mm-hmm. only criticism you can get. But this is not the fault of JCP. It was a Sun problem. No, it's
1: and exactly. So so this is why it's so nice that to understand the history. Right, it's twenty years. We have recap really quickly. Um, four ten about four hundred JSRs. Out of those two hundred and fifty, are still running. And You were you. As The ADM being that consults with amazing, very strong companies out there in the world, have benefits from the JCP being um, a protector of the APA standards. They created the TCK, that is uh, for the IPAs, IPIs, and then they manage the application server, and now we have the cloud. So the amount of work they have done now gets to be housed under the Jakarta EE working group. The Jakarta EE Working Group, currently we have three, are the ones in charge, or uh, you, I call them successors, I call I call the Jakarta EE Working Group the successor of the JCP-EC, and the responsibilities are not small. The coolest thing is that many from the JCP-EC and those that contribute to its setup are also collaborating in the new ecosystem under the Eclipse umbrella. So we have a bright future if we bring with us the things that worked well. Like, do you see what I mean? It's just, yeah. we, now we're talking about openness and things, it's open source. Most people, not you, but most people would think, oh, someone did JCP, created the JCP, but that is private. Actually, the JCP does have some people seeds they get chosen by the community and it's, you know, it has changed throughout the years, especially in the last five years. So it's just a, a good thing to understand and not blame Sun or Oracle or JCP. It's just things change and we continue to move and hopefully we don't forget the things that did not work and just take the things that did work. Yes. Because I, I believe there's much to gain from, from the amazing work that the JCP and the, the contributors have achieved, and yeah. you included, Adam. Oh, yeah.
0: thank you. But I was one of the laziest contributors, so I really want—I <laughs> really wanted to contribute it. But at the end, I, at conferences, it is really—it was crazy. I always was like, this time I will contribute more and contribute more. But at the end, it was like you no, know, just uh, trying. But uh, yeah. But um, what what I don't like is uh, not in JCP, but in the criticism is that many people complain without, you know, providing a constructive solution or, you know, right. just just provide constructive feedback. So if, you know, the whole community, let's say thousands of developers would be enough, will come to Sun and say, hey, Sun, we have to change JCP because it will change. Because usually the managers at Sun, they actually they couldn't, you know, sustain the pressure. So usually they will change their mind. And my experience with the people who who actually do the work, like the developers and JCP writers, they were extremely open, and actually still are. So if you go to the Jakarta e mailing list, you will still find, you know, uh, Oracle uh, Old Sun employees who actually still still like to improve the whole thing. So it's not like you know they are against that. No, it, in contrary, they really would like to contribute as mu- as much they they can or as much, you know, the legal department allows them to do. So um, so I think, I see the whole thing is very positive. And um, if you just, you know, if you're a young developer and see a large company, you are assuming they are evil, which is actually never true. So it's going to be never evil true. because too, too many people are involved. It's just, you know, they are moving slower and uh, not everything is reasonable, which doesn't mean it's evil.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so when we co-founded uh microprofile 3 years ago exactly 3 years ago we just ended the first 3 in June um, microprofile this is fascinating because we're talking the link between jcp and microprofile not only that the project got form and is still under incubation under the eclipse foundation but when we chose to file the first jsr that is config jsr we didn't do it Through companies. In the history of the JCP, there is only one software, one um, foundation that has filed a JSR. We filed the JSR, uh, what is it, 3A2 config, Microprofile config, under the Eclipse Foundation name. Though we have, there are two leads, that is Emily and Mark. The JSR is Actually, you know, the foundation is actually responsible for it because we wanted to set precedent onto, it's not the company or just the individual. We want to make it a scalable, something that will last beyond one person. And we believe that foundations like Apache and and Eclipse are valuable on this thing. So now... Um, if You're into... right. So I'm
0: just looking up the this is the gsr 382 configuration API 10. Wow,
1: I remember it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, perfect.
0: Perfect. Yeah, you are a mathematician, so you have to remember. No. So this was like no. Emily Junk and Mark Strubeck, which is actually also guest in the and the and the podcast and what's really funny, um I I know I know uh, Mark from conferences but never had the chance to talk with him personally because of time. He is from from Vienna and I'm from Munich, it's like, you know, 250. So close. Yeah, it's so, so very close. It's like 250 or 300 kilometers, I don't know what is miles, probably 150 miles or something. So, very close for for you. It's not like a neighbor, you know, neighbor village in, in America, mm-hmm. but uh, USA, but in Germany is like uh, two countries. And he, the yes. Mark, is uh, extremely pragmatic and he just doesn't know open source because he's pragmatic and he in his job, it's just comp- something completely different. It's like a firefighter consultant. And uh, just, yeah, it just does uh, uh, open source because it's a time saver and, uh, and is also honest to, to, his, to his client. So um, it's also an interesting experience with him. And he is one of the specification leads for configuration, which I actually didn't knew. And um, one yes. question is about the micro profile. I was involved in the day minus one call with John Klingen. Uh, I think Kevin Sata, but I don't think the uh, you were involved. I I don't remember that. But yeah, it's... I was involved. Okay, and the but question.
1: I'm super loud, so ah yeah. Um, but the um... my
0: question was, you probably met before the call somewhere because as as I I I um, attended the call, everything was more or less prepared. It's more like you know we Correct. thinking about. So how long before you started planning or how it happened? You remember that?
1: Uh you know what? That is a great question for you to join the community hangout that we have <laughs> twice a month on Tuesdays. And freaking tell those on the call because everything that happens in my profile goes through the community call that happens two hours a month. Invest one and come and tell us. Most of the work before it went live, it was done internally because of reasons of the speed. Yeah. And it was, you know, by the time you were invited, it was already a skeleton. Yeah. Was and you know we 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 drafted the the website in less than two weeks. Pretty much, it was just incre- an incredible effort. Not one person is responsible, but a
0: yeah, few. Yeah, people. Yeah, sure. But it seems like you know Red Hat, you and uh, also the Tommy and the uh, London Java User Group and uh, Payara, you all met.
1: IBM, I, Red yeah, Hat. Yeah, you yes. met
0: at conferences before. I think, mm-hmm. several times. So, And then what you got the idea with MicroProfile, which, by the way, is a great hack because, you know, biker profile is not a profile, right? <laughs> so you try to move, <laughs> to move Oracle to, uh, to deliver Java 8, actually.
1: Yeah, well, we, like, we're talking about... Um, this is the coolest thing. We just have the uh, MicroProfile 3.0 release, and that is the successor of 1.4 in both releases use Java EE-8, Mm -hmm. right? So for our users out there, because we definitely want everyone that is interested in microservices to check out MicroProfile. If you're using Java EE-7, you still need to stay with 1.4 because the Java EE-7 IPPI's are still intact. But MP2.4 and 3, they, we break changes like health check 2.0 and my, metrics 2.0. They, there are the broken changes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: So, yeah,
0: just, uh, just saying that at the beginning of the micro profile, the whole idea of micro profile is in order to make Oracle aware that the community will move forward, regardless whether Oracle will do something Correct. or not. Yeah. This is, it's, this is what I want. That to is a make. signature. Yeah. The
1: community will move forward and we can take responsibility. It's not about blaming um, something no. now Oracle for it is about, um, there is the need and there is the thrive to be get together, even though we are, we, we can be considered competitors and for the greater good and also survival of the previous work. 20 years cannot go to waste, right? Yeah. So then we, MicroProfile Profile is born and then we still want to use the system that we believed that worked. So then we file the JSR not as Tommy Tribe or IBM or Red Hat or Payara, but we filed it under the Eclipse Foundation because the project moved there in January 2017. So it's just a process and it's transparent, but if you're not paying attention or if you are new, I think we will need to document a little bit better so that quick things get oh, that is what happened. And this one. And Yeah, we're working on it. This, these are the co-founders and this is how long it took. Definitely, but Join a community call and just say, I want to maybe have a MicroProfile panel for one hour, right? You can do this. And we would be like, oh, sure. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, let me tell you about MicroProfile because I think it's fascinating. MicroProfile is what? Plus 80 contributors. In this community, our, the community is amazing. We There are different calls depending on the projects. But the community call that happens to us, I can't state it enough. If you are a user or you are a coder and you will want to contribute for the first time in open source, you are in college or you are learning something with Java, join. Because we use a flat structure. You don't need to be employed by one of the founders. You don't need we don't care where you are coming from. What we care is you want to contribute, you choose how to contribute. There are no time frames. We have a sandbox they will enable anyone to play with ideas. Even if they go nowhere, you're still welcome. And during the calls, you can add topics to the agenda. The structure is set so that anyone and everyone can show up and do stuff. If you're going to send us, oh, I want an X, but you're not willing to get your hands dirty, just don't show up because having big ideas, but throwing the debt to someone else because you think you should be entitled to do that. That doesn't work in open source. Great ideas get implemented, and we get our hands and our brains in it, along with anyone else. And a title or the ego needs to be watched. And yes. that is why. But what I can what, what I
0: what I can confirm is I, I looked at several uh, microprofile projects, and it's really easy to start because uh, you can just clone, you know, the GitHub repo. And uh, the mm-hmm. structure is understandable, so you can just execute the tests. So if you have an idea, you can start it, and it is easy, really easy, to start a new microprofile project. So uh so I, I, you are absolutely right. I think it is easier to start a microprofile project than an Apache project. A uh, way easier.
1: <laughs> well, we are the specifications, right? We call it specs, but we're talking—we're not talking about creating specifications. We're talking about commit. You can contribute to the current specifications or bring a new idea that is likely to be implemented dependent on sustainability, right? Mm-hmm. So with 25 repos, we want to make sure that we control the growth and the level of what can be maintained, right? And that means each community has diverse um, contributors and they many cross paths within all of the projects. Mm-hmm. And some other ones are only maybe interested in metrics, yeah. right? You can't do this. You don't have to do one or the other, or both. It's your choice. As You see, with 25 repos, right now I think we ended the month with, like, plus 100 commits. And this is because that is, we're done with um, the release, MicroProfile 3.0. So during release times, we pretty much double the stats. So for June, for, for May, we have, like, plus 180 commits, right? And then this month we ended the stats with one or seven commits. But when we talk about contributing, it's not that they, you are valuable because you are sending code or adding issues and bugs or PRs. You are also committing to the forum, the the micro profile, Google forum, and then you are following everything has value. One of the things about the Eclipse tools is that it only grabs from the Git, right? So it's a soft stats. We get the soft stocks that help us, but a contributor is more than that, that is just in the surviving or living in the get. Yes. We, you know, this is what makes microprofile great for developers, for Mark, someone that wants to help us say, what is microprofile? For someone, a seven year old should be able to understand what microprofile's value is. Right. So yeah. it's, it's just a, a, it's a nice ecosystem. It's safe because if you throw crap, the trap is going to be, the the the, the 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 shed is going to be thrown back at you. We don't do that. Oh. And we're open, <laughs> right? And yeah. We're open. You, is happening in the, in the Yeah.
0: You are too excited about uh, MicroProfile because actually what I also wanted to talk with you is about Tommy Tribe and Tommy. So if you are a little bit interested. Yes. Yeah. Because, you uh, know, MicroProfile yes. is your fascination. But uh, so I have first homework Timmy. to you. Yeah. First homework to, to you no. is you have to make the tommy.apache.org website a little bit more exciting. It, uh, nothing no. happens on the website for years, and uh, this no. is a marketing problem.
1: No, and so let me stop you there. The Tommy website is run by its community. If you want anything changed, you just submit the PR, and it gets approved like any other um, What is the contribution. And it gets adjusted. That website cannot be adjusted by us, as Tommy Tribe. But you could because it's actually open source. Yeah, but you, you could, can say, yeah.
0: You could put, you know, you could, you could send them a nice, you know, pull request with uh, <laughs> to to make a little bit different. So the, uh, what I wanted to say is, the website should change more frequently, regardless how it looks like. And uh, the reason being is because the clients. Business clients don't mm-hmm. get the difference you're talking we're talking about you know if they look at Apache Tommymis okay nothing happens for years what's going on and um, uh, well. yeah and um, th- th- this is a major issue a marketing issue I would say because uh, it is hard to get it looks like that because it doesn't so the 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 design didn't change of course if I'm coder you know for me it would I would my answer would be it works for me so it is functional but from marketing perspective, it's dysfunctional because it should be updated more frequently, just you know, to make it different. And by the way, the Tommy Tribe website, Tommy looks great. So this is uh, but uh, the relation between Tommy and Tommy Tribe is for me not clear. This is different in yes. Payara? You know, in Payara is a little bit more smart because they have you know, this is the cons- this is not fully open source, the website, of course, but I'm telling you from the outside perspective, the first impression is a different. And yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. And um, what I also wanted uh, to, uh, to 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 uh, talk about uh, a little bit, the interesting part of TommyTribe.io is slash projects, and you have lots of interesting projects going on. There is a crest, Sheldon, Hodao, mm-hmm. Beryllium, Sabot, Swizzle, Chatterbox, Sheldon Starter Projects, Tommy Jacksware Starter, okay, Starter, Microscoped, and HTTP signatures for Java, which is uh, interesting and and useful. So, um, which is lesser known about Tommy Tribe? So you have like an you know, TommyTribe Tommy Tribe open source project, which are really interesting. In uh, interested in um, in uh, for Java developers, for instance, the uh, Tommy Tribe Sheldon is really cool because it yes. has an SSH uh, client which you can um, you can uh, log in and 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 manage. So this is pretty useful and actually pretty cool stuff. And this is uh, somehow hidden at the Tommy Tribe IO. So this is like. <laughs> This is, uh, you know, the Tommy is uh, completely open source. You are the creator of Tommy, but you are, you are holding you back because, you know, the community should, should you know, develop on Tommy its way. Well. Yeah. Like the,
1: the community has the equal responsibility to modify and add value, just as you say. Um, why is there a website like this? And you are asking the wrong question. That is the kind of question that should be asked directly in the forum. If it doesn't happen in the forum, it will never get there because I will not speak for you. You already know it. With I O, that is a fascinating uh, point that you brought up. It's a website, and we will keep it under our infra, and it's important to us because it welcomes anyone to try stuff. It has examples, um, and it, it, it moves uh, Tommy farther. If you do not want to go into the Apache side of the fence, but you will still want to know what's going on there. You can come into the tri- uh, Tommy Tribe I.O. and check one of the projects, just test it. And it's just super fun. Just like you said, it's valuable.
0: Yeah, this is more, let's say GitHub does it better. So if you go to GitHub, every open source project looks boring in the same way right so you know what I mean so if you go to my this is like you know this is the commit stuff and read me and this is basically it and there is a github page so you can link a page to github and this is more or less external page home page and, yes. and this is completely clear so if you go there it looks great and this is usually the support page with link back to github and the problem properly from apache the distinction is not that clear because every apache page looks different you know what I mean? So there's like, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, the Apache Tommy looks like a Tommy and the other page looks like something else, but not necessarily as uh, Apache something. And the new Apache project, like Kafka, look completely different. And uh, uh, by the way, uh, very professional, if you look at Kafka, for instance.
1: Yes, yeah, Kafka. And they are being used by war. They they do a really good thing yeah. with that project.
0: and And this yeah. is what, what I just wanted to tell you. you know, uh, If this Tommy would look nicer, it would be better for your business, I assume. So it's just because... <laughs> yeah. And uh, another project, which is pretty interesting, and I got actually a question today at the Ahex TV before, you have Tribestream API Gateway.
1: Yes.
0: Also I interesting project. Podcasts. So why I should, you know... Why? Why I make here you no know, uh, marketing for your projects? Actually, this is on my own podcast. But <laughs> this Stripe Stream <laughs> API Gateway is a uh, is very interesting. So you have uh, you have routing, secure, and load balance. And I assume it runs on Tommy or on Java at least, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, can you tell me tell me about that a little bit? What what well, the, the the thing is?
1: Well, we. We launched actually DriveStream at Code One when you and I were talking at that booth.
0: Yeah.
1: Believe it or not, and the the coolest thing is already stated there. So, if you want to know about Trivistream, it is a little bit deeper in the level of coverage than Tommy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And what it does is it's a secure. It secures your servers, but mm-hmm. in that extra layer. Mm-hmm. And what is challenging to, to do is, at the moment, we are working with a partners in Brazil because at Java 1, this year at Java 1, we will present the usability of TribeStream. How does a medical industry gets to use TribeStream and benefit from it? Cool. And it's So, this is gonna be the sessions that, you're going to be there, clearly. So, attend, because Finally, for me to be, it does this and this and this, that is boring. What we want is a case study that tells you this kind of ecosystem in this country uses it, and these are what we are, that Stream has solved for them. Right? So, you have to, it's just super exciting, and we have, that is the first time we're going to have a case study as part of a session in um, Code 1, and we're extremely excited, because the partner is working with us to get to that section. And we're gathering the metrics and everything. And it's just extremely hardcore because everything is happening as we speak since we just launched it last October.
0: Cool. And uh, the, mm-hmm. hopefully the session is going to be delivered by David.
1: Yes, it's going to be delivered by uh, our partner and two extra drivers. Cool. Yes, uh,
0: because uh, I really enjoy uh, sessions from David. The last one or like uh, deconstructing Jack Suress. So it also mm-hmm. uh, was really great session and uh, David always That's, does a great job.
1: And that is a little bit of, uh, w- because you have been in that session, that is a little bit of what Thrive Stream does. Yeah. <laughs> even though Thrive Stream is proprietary, some of the portions we do choose like with Tommy and, and Java EE. So it's just, it's cool.
0: Very good. So, to summarize our discussion today, is the following. Mm-hmm. Tommy is doing very well. Tommy tribe, even better. So, uh, yeah. seems like, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Tommy is a vibrant community. Yeah. And as you can see, what we have done and what we try to focus is everyone should be recognized, no matter where they come from. If you help the, any project that is open source, you should be highlighted because it's worth it. Not only by the community, community the single community that the single individuals to say, thank you, you're awesome. But Tommy Drive is pushing this thing. We call it badges. And if someone sends and something becomes a first commit, they get a little banner and it's so much fun. Because-
0: yeah. I saw the banners. This is a great banners. Yeah. It's like, uh, I commit this, is my first commit, it was like banner with an image, which, uh, it was a great logo. It was the night, it looks nice. And, and I saw it on Twitter, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. So when we say we are so excited about Tommy, we're excited about MicroProfile in Jakarta. And though all of them are open source, what we choose to do is on the Tommy side, things that we can not really control, but actually push is saying, thank you. David Salter or all these other amazing contributors out there that are prioritizing, not dropping one project for the other one, but choosing to scale their knowledge via not only the blog or a video or just code. We call it Beyond Code. And you have been part of this and it's so much fun. And this is, you know, passion just by a voice doesn't mean anything. You have to show it via actions. And yeah, here we go.
0: So, in uh, yeah, XTV, uh, I get sometimes question of where I can contribute. I'm a young, young developer, what to do. So now there is call to action, right? So, um, It
1: has always been call to action. Yeah, always but uh, you
0: action. can contribute to Tommy or even micro profile through Tommy. So we have, uh, you, yes. you You sent me to show notes, you know, the micro profile calls. So there are monthly, right? Monthly micro profile calls. We
1: have every Tuesday, every other Tuesday. And yeah. you, one of the things about Tommy, Tommy is Tommy, you can deploy Tommy with Java EE or Jakarta EE um, 8 once it goes live, but also microprofile. So see if you're using Tommy, you can you know you can deploy Tommy with Java EE and microprofile. The two of them are not separated right yes. So yes. Tommy is inclusive. you want a project. you can if you are a microprofile, there are so many runtimes. Tommy is one of the the, the 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 servers, and it's just together. There mm-hmm. is no Tommy or Michael profile. The both of them are able to sustain each other.
0: Cool. So now, yes. where people can find you, uh, and if you can, and you know, share some links.
1: Uh, find what?
0: Find you and whatever oh links you would like to share on the internet. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So me at what is it? Twitter. But yes. uh, if you want to know if you, if you're using Tommy or Tomcat, if you're a user of Tommy, Tomcat, or ActiveMQ, and you need support and you want accountability to be sure that your production is protected before development, pro development, I call it pre and then post, uh, you can contact us. Mm-hmm. Um, just go into tomictype.com, and you you will know exactly. How quickly it is, one email. Um, for anything else, there is so much to do in open source. Even if you are not a coder, especially for the users, check out, check out the communities. I think healthy communities are based on the people and the contributors. A community that has only two, three contributors active. We need to be wary of those communities because what happens if the two community, the two contributors disappear? One of the what is cool about Tommy and in, and in Microprofile in Jakarta, Jakarta we didn't even get to it because it's just a starting. But for Tommy and Microprofile, each project has more than eighty contributors active, moving things along. There is no company that gets to say I call the shots, and it's the same with Tommy, mm-hmm. and that is what makes it so valuable. You want to find us? It's not about us. It's not me, you, them. It's about us. You just go. And find it like Microprofile.io, it tells you join the forum mm-hmm. or check it out. And then the same with Tommy. You want to help? You go into the Five dev list, send a message and say, hey, you guys, I want to contribute. And you, you go from there. And with Jakarta, now we have moved everything to the open and the level of after. Now we have to decide with a big bang or a slow motion. And that is what is happening next. But most of the conversations are happening in the forum. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know what's going on after 20 years with the JCP controlling and protecting the JSRs, if I am one of those contributors, like there are are like close to a thousand, where do I go? Mm -hmm. You go to the forum. Avoid private messages. That doesn't work.
0: Cool. So So thank you a lot. And I hope I can invite you back in one point of time. Oh,
1: it was super fun. It's always a pleasure, my dear friend. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. Bye.